Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 612 on this Wednesday morning. It was chilly yesterday. It never did really warm up. The wind was blowing all day long. At least I was cold all day long, and that's odd because I usually like it plenty cold. Today, highs around the 50-degree, 55-degree mark, something like that. But then get ready because it is going to be some changing weather on the way. Highs of 58 today. It's going to happen around 3 o'clock, so it'll be chilly before that. And then tomorrow we're going up to 70, just like that with increasing clouds, 20% chance for showers. Spring comes in Friday for a while, a 40% chance for rain then. But then a front comes in a lot colder on Saturday, highs of 50. Then Sunday, pleasant highs of 64. But wait, the roller coaster continues. An Arctic front comes in on Martin Luther King Day. High temperature of 46. That's reached early. Then the high Tuesday. The high Tuesday is only going to be 38. And the wind's going to be blowing, so it's going to feel colder than that. So get ready. If you don't know where your coat is, you may want to find it by next Tuesday. There is a big crisis at the border. I don't think that's news to tell you that. And my own personal feelings are that a country without borders is a park. And I don't think we want to live in a park. I think we want to live in a country. With that, we welcome in Andrew Arthur, resident fellow in law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Hey, Tommy. I'm doing great. And thank you for having me. Happy New Year, if it's not too late for that. Um, (laughs) It's a happy new year for people getting into the border, according to uh, the uh, Mayorkas. The Homeland Security uh, director, what, 85 percent of illegal immigrants are being released into the United States? Yeah, no, that's uh, information that was leaked from a uh, closed-door meeting that apparently the secretary had. But the secretary's getting a lot of leaks these days. I think a lot of people in the department can see the writing on the wall. An impeachment inquiry starts uh, today before the House Homeland Security Committee. And Secretary Mayorkas may not be Secretary Mayorkas very long. What does that mean, released into the country, Andrew? Oh, it's pretty straightforward. It's exactly what it says. Under the law, every uh, migrant that enters the United States legally is supposed to be detained, not just detained when they're apprehended, but detained until we determine whether they get granted asylum or not. And uh, the Obama administration, the Trump administration, both followed that rule pretty closely. But ever since Joe Biden's taken office, the Department of Homeland Security has released somewhere between two and a half and about four million people who entered illegally into the United States. And that includes people who showed up at those border ports of entry. So, you know, this is what's fueling the crises that we see in cities like New York, Philadelphia, and Chicago, and Denver, and Portland, uh, Maine, now because all of those people are coming to those cities, and uh, they need social services, and the cities are struggling to provide them. So that's what it means. It means exactly what it sounds like. But are they released to anybody in the nation that they know, family members, et cetera? Or are they simply told, okay, we got your we got your name down, you're on a list, kind of like when you go to a restaurant and then you're free to wander about? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now, traditionally in the past, when people would come to this uh, country illegally, they would go to stay with family. You know, they had a brother here, they had a cousin here, or spouse or family here. 
But what we're seeing is this new phenomenon of people who are coming from countries we haven't traditionally seen before. They don't have anybody in the country. So they are being released, uh, and many of them, particularly uh, women with young children, uh, are going to these cities, and they're checking into, you know, shelters, hotels, the the Roosevelt Hotel in New York, and they're not checking out, which is why those cities are struggling. This is a different pattern of immigration, not just that we've seen in my lifetime, I've been doing this for 32 years, but that we've ever seen. If you go back to you know, the 19th century, people would come here, you know, with nothing in their pockets. They'd find a job. They'd start working. Some of them would get support from churches and things like that. But, uh, you know, today we just have these people with an expectation that they're going to be cared for in these cities that they go to. And those cities are struggling to keep up that end of the bargain that those cities themselves made. That's 85 percent of the people that are that apply for asylum, there are still a ton of people crossing the border that are not accounted for. Accurate? Yeah, actually, and let me just clarify something you said, you know, that they've applied for asylum. They haven't applied for asylum. They've just shown up. Nobody's actually screened them for asylum. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Hang on a second. Really? Yeah, no. In November, which is the last month for which we have actual statistics released by DHS, only 15% of those folks who were uh, encountered were actually screened for asylum claims. The rest of them, they just assume that they have asylum claims, and so they release them into the country. The other thing— Wait, wait, wait. Important. Hang on a second. Shouldn't it work—and I'm not trying to argue with you here, Andrew. I'm trying no, no, to understand. No. Shouldn't it work where if you don't have a claim for asylum, well, sorry, turn around, go back, and go through the other channels? Yeah, no. But the, these Biden administration policies have so overwhelmed that system that there's no opportunity for screening those individuals for asylum claims. In fact, the Biden administration is basically waving in about fifteen, about 1,400 people a day at the ports of entry. They're supposed to be coming here to apply for asylum, but nobody's actually checking to see if they have asylum claims, which is why we have a backlog of 3 million-plus cases in the immigration courts. There are only about 659 immigration judges, so you could do the math, and why this system is collapsing upon itself because of these policies that the Biden administration is following. So if they aren't being screened— do we know who it is that's here, that's coming in, where they're from, what they're up to, what the motives are? By and large, we don't. In fact, there was a recent report that with respect to Chinese nationals, we've seen tens of thousands of them show up uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, they're actually really only asking them five questions. You know, have you been in the military? You know, are you a member of the Communist Party? That sort of stuff. And they take their answers at face value. There's no way for us to check to see whether somebody's been in the the Chinese military or is a member of the Chinese Communist Party. We only have the information to screen those individuals against that the United States has. If we don't have information on those people, we usually let them in. In fact, there was a rather notable case down in Arizona in which an individual was released. There was, you know, some hint that this person had terrorist involvement. They were released in the United States. They went to the airport and tried to get on a plane, and TSA is like, hey, wait a second. No, we're not letting you on an airliner. You know, I'm glad, yeah, you, I mean, I'm glad you said that. We've got to take a break here, Andrew, but I was going to make the comparison to if you come into the country uh, on a plane, you have to go through customs and you're screened and this and the other thing, and the what you just told me is just the opposite, that if you come into the country illegally and try to get on a plane, then TSA is going to stop you. And it just seems like absolute madness. It seems as though at one area we're, 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 we're tapping on the seatbelt light in the cockpit to make sure the seatbelt light is on while the plane is losing altitude the entire time. 
And I just don't understand how this continues to happen. I want to talk about um, the, the, the Biden administration, the motive behind this. Uh, and more when we return. We're talking to Andrew Arthur, resident fellow in law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies. I'm not xenophobic, but I do have security concerns for the country, and I think something needs to be done when it comes to illegal immigration. Your thoughts, 504-260-1870, time for traffic now on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Six twenty-six. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Andrew Arthur, resident fellow in law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies. You mentioned the uh, Obama administration, the Trump administration handling things differently. What what is the Biden administration's either stated purpose or, in your opinion, motivation for allowing this this travesty to happen at the border? Yeah, I mean, their stated purpose is really unstated. Uh, and Tommy, this question I get a lot: Why do they, you know, why are they doing this? Why have they made this change? I mean, this is nothing that the law, uh, you know, requires, let alone allows, uh, or vice versa. But yeah, I mean, the reason that they're doing it is there is, uh, in fact, David Leonard in the New York Times today actually discussed this. Uh, you know, he says this new stance is rooted in a serious political argument, a humanitarian case for allowing poor people to improve their lives by moving to the United States. To put it another way, many Democratic politicians favor higher levels of immigration that federal law allows. That's actually an understatement, but a direct quote. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is the attitude that they have. There are, you know, look, this is a tough world. There are bad things that happen. And the attitude of Joe Biden, many of the people around him, is that, uh, you know, it is okay to favor, uh, you know, migrants who are coming here illegally over the needs of American citizens, is struggling American citizens, disadvantaged Americans, because, you know, those people abroad have it a whole lot worse. This is nothing that uh, U.S. immigration law uh, allows, as I said before, but that is the attitude that they have, and that is the driving motivation. And But, you know, really, that's putting it in the best view. People often ask me, you know, is this some attempt to increase voters? No, it's it's nothing like that. This is simply a decision that they've made, unmoored from the law, uh, that, you know, it is the appropriate thing to do. Now, it's interesting because the CBS News poll that was released uh, a couple of days ago was on uh, January 3rd to 5th indicated that 70 percent of Americans uh, disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of immigration. And yet, you know, that they are completely unfazed by that. We see this impeachment inquiry taking place at the House Homeland Security Committee. That doesn't bother them at all either. They're not really planning on changing this up and until the moment the Congress forces them to do something differently. Say that part again about um, the increasing voters and what you hear all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a question that I get a lot. They're like, you know, don't they really just want to bring in new voters? No, I mean, none of these people are probably ever going to be able to vote. Most of them will probably never get status in the United States. We're seeing a huge number of people who are being moved into the illegal population that 
is just simply going to grow the illegal population. They're never really going to get status in the United States. In fact, about a half million people that the Biden administration has allowed into the United States haven't even be, been put into those removal proceedings in which they're going to make their asylum claims. This situation is a whole lot worse than anybody really seems to get. But we can see the images of it in New York and Chicago and those other cities. So is this going to change in your opinion or in your in your view anytime soon? So if uh, right now there are Senate negotiators working on restrictions that, they're, that they want to that Republicans want to put into the law to take away the Biden administration's power to do this. But honestly, uh, unless there is a new administration, none of this is going to change in the next seven years. I appreciate your time, Andrew Arthur, resident fellow, law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies. We'll talk to you again, I'm sure. We'll take a break. Come back, talk to Mark Shirley, crawfish specialist with the LSU Ag Center. Crawfish supply is scarce and they're expensive. We'll talk about reasons why and when that could turn around when we come back. Tommy Tucker, glad you're with us. Back in a flash, WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 